Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Uh, fellow podcaster, uh, fellow, I guess, wrestling fan, if you guys want to call him that, Jim Cornette. Not sure if you've ever heard of him or not. He used to be on TV every once in a while. Still, he's just a fan, just like me and everybody else that has a podcast. Has his opinion. Uh, one of his opinions actually is, is the same shared by us. Uh, AEW pay-per-views are too long. I do believe All Out went about four hours, not counting the not counting uh, zero hour. I guess the kickoff, the the buy in, whatever you want to call it now, went about four hours. He did a five and a half hour show, complaining about a four hour pay per view. <laughs> Irony can be pretty ironic sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's really just ironic. gentlemen officially welcome to the essential wrestling podcast my name is al carl i am your host of misinformation we of course are always powered by the eastern observer you can taste the power uh we will not be going five and a half hours today uh we don't even go two hours we try to keep it under two i think today we're, we you know today might go a little quick actually i'm gonna try to shoot for an hour and a half no pay-per-views no nothing coming up it's a straight show we lost the brand, but eh, whatever. See what happens. On the bottom part of our screen, we have our first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are things today in your neck of the woods? Good, good. It's a lovely day here in Jersey, and uh, we're talking wrestling. Can't beat that. And on the top part of our screen, joining us as always... And number four, John Smith. <laughs> John, how are things with you today? Good, man. Already knocked out of my survivor pool on the uh, NFL side of things. I had Denver and I had Tennessee. <laughs> I could buy back, but I don't do buybacks. Yeah, our buyback doesn't have to week four. I had the Tennessee Titans, and there was over 800 and some odd people in it. Uh, 50 bucks a pop. That was a $38,000 pool that the New York Giants just cost me. Again, continuing to ruin my life in every possible way <laughs> that they can. <clears throat> on today's episode, Solo Sokoa makes his main roster debut on SmackDown. Eddie Edwards and Heath main event of Impact. Gary Mahefi back uh, this week. He joins us to discuss uh, the upcoming one-year anniversary of NXT 2.0. <clears throat> we make our picks for this week's upcoming shows, which are always sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she will like it too. We're going to main event this show with the United States Championship match to determine the face of Monday Night Raw. Here is the Raw roll-up action heading into uh, this week, or excuse me, till last week. And like I said, at the end of last week's show, shocking developments, AEW has overtaken Monday Night Raw in the standings. Uh, I don't, dogs and cats are getting along. I do believe it is snowing in hell. Uh, it has been absolutely nuts. Uh, AEW threw up a four spot last week to take the lead over Raw. 
Uh, and Impact is not that far behind. SmackDown has been dormant lately. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what's going on uh, with this week. Uh, but we're going to curtain jerk this show with a little uh, pro wrestling lesson, uh, if you will. Let me just get everything set up here. Uh, a little pro wrestling lesson uh, provided to us by one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, it is, it's a lesson. It's called How to Be a Babyface 101. First, uh, you make a big return to a pay-per-view after a long layup. That's what set this whole thing up. Crowd was happy to see MJF uh, after all out, specifically more after the scrum. You know, I was I was on the, the Save Us MJF. I created a hashtag. Didn't really catch on as I wanted to. I guess I'm not as big as an influence as I thought I was. Uh, but that's how we start off. So he started the show uh, after the announcement that they vacated the championships. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but he started the show, first thing on the list, appear in the, the, the arena that are in, appear in the hometown, uh, whoop, I got it backwards. appear in the uh, local football team's jersey, specifically a quarterback, especially if he's good, such as Josh Allen. Check. Check. Uh, the next thing you should do on the list, uh, high five and or hug an announcer. That's this good idea. Crowd going nuts. MJF going nuts. Uh, run side to side on an entrance ramp yelling, let's go! Yeah, MJ, he was fired up. Crowd was going nuts. He's, this is, this is some good stuff. You're writing this down, John Smith. You're writing this down. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, lean into the crowd to let them, uh, so they can feel the love and like, uh, they're a part of your epic return. That's a good spot right there. Uh, drop to your knees with your arms out and then in over your heart so you can feel the crowd cheering for you and take in the moment. Uh, scream the hometown's team name. In this case, it was Buffalo, the hometown's name, and scream, I'm back. And the, again, the whole crowd goes nuts. Uh, ask the crowd a question where they have to scream yes emphatically, as you see in different there, and there's the crowd in unison screaming at that point in time. Uh, as I mentioned, when we go back to the, the football jersey, mention the hometown team's quarterback and say he's the greatest of all time. There you go, Josh Allen. He actually had a pretty good day last Thursday, so they have every right to cheer him right now. Um, apologize for your sins, making us feel uh, that he's reformed. There you go. Oh, that was a different one. Hold on, we'll get to that in a second. Chant, uh, say you love the company you work for followed by leading the chant of the company's initials he was chanting aew at that point uh stay without the wrestling fans uh there's no mjf uh without you know there's no insert wrestler's name here give yourselves a round of applause without me without you guys there is no me i do believe hulk hogan started that uh way back when in 2005 um, this one, it, it goes a little expert level, uh, call a fat woman in the crowd gorgeous. Uh, this one's going go as a little bit of a above and beyond here. MJF, he decided to pull apart. Look at that face right there. He's got the heart going with his hands. Uh, that one's good. Uh, use a voice, <laughs> use your voice changing humbly, bragging about what you did at, uh, the pay-per-view that you returned on. Uh, in this case, MJF won the casino ladder match that he can cash in anytime he wants. The crowd goes absolutely crazy. 
And then he also just throw in there, he's making a boatload of money. So, yeah, the crowd's getting into it. Uh, say you're going to be the leader that people need, comparing yourself to a great leader of the past, uh, such as Moses. In this example, as you can see, MJ parting the Red Seas right there, saying that he's uh, Moses. Uh, say uh, the number 14, here we go. Yep, let the crowd chant your catchphrase. Uh, which they all did in yours, and I'm better than you, uh, and you know it, so that was good. But the real wrestling lesson here uh, is healing AP honors because MJF was full of crap the entire time. You will be quizzed on this by the end of the show, and like I said, extra credit if you can find a fat woman to call gorgeous. That was next level, MJF. That was the heart. You're beautiful, honey. But yes, uh, John DeConi, we have uh, a, a vacated championship tournament that we will get into later on. But the main event of the show, uh, and I'm glad they did all that stuff early. They got MJF out of the way. Actually followed that was John Moxley who came out. And Moxley, in, in, my, in my opinion, the same as everybody else's, uh, Moxley did the right thing. They went to the right person on this. I was saying, hashtag, save us MJF. He was going to be the guy. But MJF's really not the guy for that. It is John Moxley. He's the guy with the experience. He's the guy that they brought over. He's been the champion for X amount of days with two separate title runs. And uh, John Moxley in the ring uh, saying it's time for him to become a legend. It's Put himself in that position and, and winning this tournament, I think, is the more it's irrelevant. But it's just he's the guy. So just real quick, John, the kind of quick round table, John Moxley, uh, with what he did, what he said, is he the guy? I believe there was a members only meeting, uh, a roster meeting that was held by Moxley, Jericho and Brian Danielson. I guess, uh, I guess you consider him a locker room leader, but he kind of hopped on a little bit late. Yeah. It seems like at this point you can't go wrong with Mox. I'm not hundred percent sold on the fact that that's where they're going because of the way they've booked things in the past. But uh, I think Mox would definitely be. Mox is, all right, I'm, I'm not drawing this definitive parallel, but Mox is their John Cena in that, you know, when Rob Van Dam gets pulled over and caught with weed in the car while he's carrying your title, you go right back to either Orton or Cena, those guys you know you can rely on. Mox, now that he seems to have his demons out of the way, is that guy they can go back to and rely on. Yeah, John Smith, in case of emergency, uh, John Moxley, right? That seems to be the case. I mean, he, he he fills the role really well. He puts on great matches all the time. He's probably like the best. Nah, Daniel Bryan's the best they got. But, you know, the, I think he's the most over with the crowd, though. So, you know, absolutely put it back on and make him a three-time. That way, CM Punk's two-time championship thing isn't special because there's a three-time champ. And, you know, call it a day. Yeah, I'm not saying, it's, you know, champion is one thing. You know, he's held the belt, but he said he held it a long time after he beat Jericho that first time around. And he was the big free agent signing. He was the big guy. He carried us through the beginning part of the pandemic before he passed it off to Kenny Omega. But it just seems locker room leader. Exactly. John Cena was that guy. The Undertaker. You know, Undertaker wasn't champion all that often, but he was the guy. You know, whether it be locker room leader, in-ring leader. I think if this was WWE, like back maybe for the past 25 years when Taker was there, Taker was making that speech. Hey, guys, ship's not falling. I got you. It'll be better. We're making sure it'll be better. 
these guys are gone. We're getting rid of them. We're apparently not getting rid of them yet. I guess it's just all, all, all of them, including Punk's dog, still under contract. Um, but I'm glad they got that out of the way first. Address the elephant in the room, hit it head on, so that John DeCani, the originally scheduled programming in Buffalo, the main event, hometown hero, does good. Indeed, we had the uh, the ROH Pure Championship on the line in the main event between champion Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club and Daniel Garcia, the hometown boy, who I guess is still technically a member of the Jericho Appreciation Society, but there has been some slight distancing there. This is a guy who, you know, uh, it's it's almost blasphemy for him to call himself a sports entertainer, but that's been part of the fun of them as that of that crew getting over as heels. Well, what you got here was uh, almost seventeen minute. It was you know these are two guys who don't go all the way back to the original Ring of Honor, but I think that Caprice Coleman sitting at the announce position. And Bobby Cruz, who, to, who had handled the uh, ring announcing for that match, I, love, I appreciate when they bring them in. I think those guys think that Garcia and Yuta did the pure championship proud because you got a 17-minute technical clinic, uh, you know, holds and reversals and grinding. And, oh, there was that there was that one close fist that got a warning. And yeah. there was a rope break here. There, You know, they they, – they, they hit on all the things that made you remember why the pure championship is special and different. And they did it while showing you why they are that they're the next generation. These are two guys that uh, health will permitting are going to be around for a long time. They're not the biggest guys, but they're technically sound. They put on great matches and this one was a great match. Go to the closing sequence. You had Garcia applying a sharpshooter for what I believe was the third time in the match and sitting way, way back to the yeah. point where Yuta was able to reach up and grab a chin lock, trying desperately to get out of it, but all he could do was grab the chin. There wasn't really much he could do with it, and eventually he had no choice but to tap. And your hometown boy gets a celebration in Buffalo. He is the new Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Daniel Garcia, uh, excuse me, Brian Danielson, his personal hero, and the man whom the story between uh, him, uh, Garcia, bunting heads with his leader, Chris Jericho, has revolved around. Danielson came into the ring, uh, and you, it was a weird moment where Wheeler Yuta kind of like pushed Danielson aside because he hadn't shaken Garcia's hand yet. They upheld the, uh, you know, the, the proper uh, procedures there in Ring of Honor and shook hands afterwards. And then Danielson put the belt around Garcia's waist, which had to have been an unbelievable dream for Garcia since that is his hero. And then Chris Jericho came down and he I, the show ended with him still on the ramp. But just the look of him being appalled that, you know, uh, Garcia would was having so much fun there with Danielson when he's a member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. So clearly we have not seen the end of this whole love triangle, if you will, storyline. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to continue tomorrow night when they get out and we'll get, we'll get into uh, when we make our picks for dynamite uh, tomorrow night in the AEW championship tournament. 
Um, as I mentioned, the AEW World Championship was vacated. The AEW Trios Championships were also vacated due to the suspension of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, during their altercation. Uh, he said, she said, uh, with CM Punk. So they were all just stripped of their titles. The dog's okay, which I guess is the most important thing. Uh, but John DeCani, uh originally scheduled match. It was just, we were going to get uh, best friends versus the Death Triangle regardless. Uh, but Tony Khan came up and he got booed. Like he's getting up there with like Goodell and and Gary Bettman and, and all the other commissioners, where Vince McMahon's in a sex scandal and he gets cheered and people sing his uh, sing his theme song to the ring. Uh, Tony Khan's getting booed when he comes up on stage, so you better be careful uh, going forward. He's like, you know, this is gonna be a good idea. I can turn myself into a character. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. But uh, he vacated the trio champions and he announced that the, the best friends. Uh, that triangle match would be for the vacated title. We're going to get this one out of the way right now. Yeah, they they had a really crappy situation uh, going into that show. And, you know, I, a lot of people were tuning in just to see how much of uh, a fuster cluck it would be. And say what you want about Tony Khan. He handled it about as well as you could. He announced that world title tournament that I'm sure you'll get to. And there were a lot of names in there that make it very intriguing. And he took care of this with the trios championship. And what you got here was death triangle versus best friends, which was already, as you said, a scheduled trios match for the evening. We turned that into the new title uh, match uh, without having any kind of brackets. We didn't need to roll all the way back to that. Uh, And, uh, you know, unfortunately, now that uh, Malachi Black is out of the company, I didn't get the final that I wanted between House of Black and Death Triangle. But this one served its purpose, and it was a hell of a 13-minute match. Even at a comedy break where Dan Housen and Alex Abrahantes got at it uh, outside at ringside. Uh, and then you had, of course, Phoenix and Penta jumping all around. At one point, they took out Cassidy and Trent with uh, you know, stereo topes. It left Pac in the ring with Chuck. He hit the black arrow, the one, two, three, and Death Triangle are your new trios champions. And we have a first ever in AEW, a first ever champ champ. And that goes to the bastard Pac. Pocky two belts. There you go. Is that really the first two, like, double champ in AEW? Yeah. Like, excluding, obviously, like, you know, Kenny Omega with his other champions from other places. Yeah. Yep. Word. Uh, ROH World Champion Claudio Castagnoli defeated Dax Hardwood in the main event of Rampage to retain the world title via the sharpshooter in an absolute classic. Side note, I just found out going through Twitter before the show just to make sure any matches were added uh, last minute. I did see that FTR is going to have to defend the, uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships on October 1st against Aussie Open, so... Um, I think there is a New Japan show. I don't know where it was or what it's called. I forget what it was called. I saw it was a, they had the graphic and it was all like you know moving and everything. It was pretty updated, you know, 2022 graphic. But uh, um, yeah. So uh, I think the first time since they won them, uh, they're going to have to uh, defend them. So good luck, FTR. Uh, Jungle Boy was pissed about what happened though, all out, and rightly so. Got worked just like everybody except for me. <laughs> so coming. Uh, gonna take years off of Christian's life once Christian returns from surgery. Tough line here by Jungle Boy about Luchasaurus. It's ironic how you used to carry me on your shoulders. 
because for the past three years, I've carried you on my back. <laughs> Jungle Boy with some fighting words. You see, you get in the microphone. He's actually not that bad. He's been practicing, I guess, all those years where he wasn't allowed to talk. Good There's a good deal of piss and vinegar in that boy. There it is. I'm, I'm, sure, Chris, again. I'm sure Christian's been the one coaching him through this whole thing. I would, yeah. That, yeah. That's uh, Andrade again trying to recruit Preston Vance to go and work for him. And again, Preston isn't allowed to speak for himself, as both Evil Uno and John Silver were their vocal ones denying Andrade. Keep that in your heads. Preston's not the one saying no right now. Preston's not saying no. Just throwing it out there. Before the acclaimed could begin doing their thing, they were interrupted by Swerve Strickland. Some words were said, nothing really important, but they're promoting their match. They're having a rematch, an all-out rematch, at Grand Slam next Wednesday. I think the acclaimed are going to be the ones who are benefiting from all this crap. We're going to give the people what they want to make them happy to get them back. The acclaimed are the most over things in AEW right now. We will discuss it next week, but spoiler, I, I am picking the acclaimed to win the Tag Team Championship. Um, they got to start doing some stuff right by the fans, and this is probably the, the first of two things that they're going to do that night uh, to make to rectify. Uh, Wardlow defeated Tony Nese after a symphony of power bombs to retain the TNT title. Jade Cargill's baddie, uh, they, Jade Cargill's baddies beat up a stagehand for queuing Stokely Hackaway to wrap it up before they were, uh, because they were low on time. And, of course, by Jade Cargill's baddies, I'm not talking about Kiara Hogan. Or uh, the other one, I can't remember her name right now. I was talking about Morrissey and Ethan Page and everybody else that still be half the way is Sisters in Christ, keep your clothes on. There you go. <laughs> and then we had a promo from Miro, who was not happy that God took Malachi away from him. He's also not happy that there's another championship tournament that he is not a part of. Uh, John DeConnie, what do you do with Miro? Now what do you do? You know, I, I heard somebody say, let him replace Malachi, uh, you know, give him uh, two, but I, I, I don't, you know, like a monster doesn't need monsters with him. So I, I don't like that idea. I like the idea of him running through the house of black, you know, having a match with each one of them, but I, I don't know what you do without Malachi there. Like, you know, Murphy and Brody are, they need a third guy in that to kind of keep it together. And I don't know what you do with Miro as that, forms or reforms or I don't know. No, you can do. Not with Miro in general, but John Smith, the House of Black. Want to make some ripples? Turn turn Sting heel. And give Sting Brody and Malachi. See, that would make me care a little bit about Sting. Yes, it would. I would actually wouldn't mind that Sting. It's already got the face paint, you know, the eye. Yeah, otherwise that, that little duo is screwed. I mean, Miro doesn't belong with them, but no. I think Miro needs to just let his contract run out and come back home because it's it's Rusev Day. Did you know it's Rusev Day today? You know what? I read something somewhere about it, and uh, I wasn't sure, but I guess I do believe today is Rusev Day, actually. Amazing. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. So coming up this Wednesday night, we got a, a couple matches to talk about. Um, first, uh, as I mentioned, Tony Khan, he vacated the AEW Championship as opposed as a what uh, result of what happened with the the, the post conference uh, scrum, all out scrum that ended up in a backstage altercation that's still to be determined if it's a work or not. Um, 
anyway, uh, the world title is vacated, so they have a tournament of champions. Uh, they had they did a football style, old school football style. I guess I have to call it that right now. Where two guys get a bye, and then there's there's a wild card round with with four other guys. So it was wild card Wednesday last week. Brian Danielson defeated Hangman Page after a roll roll up check one, uh, the O'Connor roll uh, into a bridge to advance in the tournament of champions. He's going to face Chris Jericho. Uh, Backstage with Chris Jericho, uh, he's going to do what Ponce, he's been doing what Ponce de Leon couldn't do, and that's find the fountain of youth. Jericho, as the hashtag BWE slash BSEEBC, BWEBC, uh, I forget, best wrestler ever, best sports entertainment ever, I believe is that acronym, uh, wants the ADLW title because it's his company and it's his locker room. John Smith, we have a rematch from All Out. Winner goes to Grand Slam in the AEW Championship uh, Tournament of Champions match. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson. Who do you got? The old 50-50 buyback, and they get it done right away. I got I got Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. John McConney. This one's tougher to pick than it should be because still having that Garcia thing hanging around, there could be some way that he either intentionally or unintentionally plays a part in this. I'm going to say Brian Danielson because that's the way it should go. That's the way this should be. But if you're definitely going with Mox overall, maybe you knock Brian Danielson out at this point and, you know, have Jericho say, oh, you know, oh, you know, me and Mox in the finals, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've already fought for the title before. But I'm going to go with Danielson, but I'm, I'm – it's – it's closer than it should be. All right. And then on Ron Page was the other wild card match where Sammy Guevara, he defeated Darby Allen after a low blow, followed by a power bomb at the Darby's own skateboard, followed by the go to hell. Sammy gets owned by John Moxley next Wednesday or tomorrow night. So we won't get in that. So uh, I didn't make my pick. I got Brian Danielson winning this whole thing. So I got him beating Jericho. I got him beating Moxley. He is the safe bet. You can't, in case of emergency hit Moxley, I get it, but like we just broke that glass about two months ago. Um, we didn't even replace the glass yet. So let's <laughs> let's start something new, something fresh. Was it something blue? I don't know what the brides get anyway. Um, I got yeah, I got Brian Danielson, and that's that's my second Grand Slam happy moment is all the yes, yes, yeses. Uh the, the only reason I'm not a hundred percent on board with you there, I, I I think that is that that's a happy moment. That's a you know that's a uh, uh, please the crowd moment. In the back of TK's mind, is he thinking to himself like, I just had all these nightmares with my champion getting hurt. Do I worry about Brian Danielson putting on a six and a half star match and then costing himself you know three months because he gets another concussion or something like that? It's the only reason why I'm not just like. Oh, it's got to be like I know Tony Khan wants to add Brian Danielson to the lineage of that title. I have no doubt about that. In the back of his mind, is he saying like, eh, "But you know, Mox might be more reliable at this point." So I'm still kind of up in the air about that. I think you're probably right, but in the back of my mind, I worry about Danielson's health only because yes. it's very recently been an issue. And every 
time he wins a champion. Well, then the last run when he beat AJ Styles, that uh, where he where it was the going to WrestleMania belt. 35. That was the last time he was he was champ for a little bit and he didn't get up. But the past two prior runs, he was injured right away. So yeah. like, that was you know, uh, but he for the most part is has been uh seriously injury free since he came back at WrestleMania 34. And if I remember correctly, it was 2018, so four years ago. So um that's that. Uh, by the way, if you, anybody's looking for an experienced, uh, I guess, a podcast promoter, uh, go into our Facebook comments. Find Ladder for Rahman Bobby. <laughs> uh, you can make our manager over at and get sponsorship guaranteed to increase business income. So, Mr. Bobby, he's also the Bobby manager Moon. over at Helena's Cell. <laughs> 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 yeah, he does podcast promoting on the side when he sells cell phones. Uh, Tony Storm defeated Penelope Ford with a pendulum DDT. Serena Deeb on Rampage defeated Madison Rain after Serenity Lock. This Wednesday, we're going to have a tag team match with Tony Storm, our interim AEW Women's Champion. I got a question for you. Dumb question. John Smith. I've been saying I put interim in front of the AEW Women's Championship, but if you go to AEW, it's the AEW Interim Women's Championship. What, what do you prefer? Does it matter? The nomenclature? I think the second one sounds better, but no, I mean, I think either way, you shouldn't have interim ever in the first place. Yes, that's 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 the real answer. C, yes. correct answer, but we're choosing between A and B here, John McConaughey. Yeah. I, I I go with the it, it leading off with interim. Leading with yeah, the interim because it's the AEW women's, but it's the interim AEW. I don't know exactly. Exactly, that's the modifier of the whole phrase. Yes. So Tony Storm and Hukaru Shida, they're going to go against the good doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Serena Deeb. This should be sneaky good, John Smith. I'm actually looking forward to this one. For the for probably the top six that they got. Yeah. Uh. Wait, who was it again? Tony Storm, Hukaru Shida against Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. Huh. Um, I feel like Britt's been uh, getting the short end of the stick for a while, so I'll go with Britt on this one. All right, and Hukaru Shida's been on TV for a couple weeks in a row, John Nakani. Yes, very, very impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the, with the heels here because I think I think there's even a chance that Tony Storm takes the pin here to set up her next championship opponent. So. Uh, Samoa Joe is back. He's ready to bring some violence back to AEW in ring, of course. I think we need to preface that going forward. He wants to bring the violence in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, enter Mark Sterling, who says Josh the Goods Woods. I love that wrestling. That's a great wrestling name. Josh the Goods Woods deserves a title shot. Joe said, let's do it now. Mark Sterling said, let's do it next week. So the main event of Rampage next Friday, John Smith, Samoa Joe, and Josh the Goods Woods for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. I think the champ retains here. He'll probably get a good fight brought to him, but I, you know, he's going to put him to sleep, I think. Former pure champion, I believe, because I just updated my, uh, my title history tonight. I forgot to update with Daniel Garcia. Who is the twelfth pure champion in that in that title's lineage? The first ever champion was AJ Styles, but I do believe Josh Woods won the tournament to bring that title back. Uh, maybe like a, two years ago or whatever it was. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah, and for that reason, I think, uh, like John said, this will be a hell of a match. But I'm guessing if they didn't take the TV title off of Samoa Joe to put it on Jay Lethal, then they intend to have a little more of a run and, and a story to go with Joe, assuming he stays healthy. So All give me right. the champion, Danny. Yeah, and I, I thought Samoa Joe, we had, this was the first time we've seen him since All Out. When he, uh, not All Out, We came back at All Out, but it's the first time we've seen him since Double or Nothing. I think he was filming something. He wasn't injured or anything. So that was, uh, and, you know, if that was the case, why didn't we have an interim Ring of Honor television champion? <laughs> Crap. Play both sides of the coin here. Let's go. Anyway, so that will do it for AEW. Look for, uh, it's going to be a fun night of Dynamite uh, tomorrow night. Um, as we're going to bring in... Uh, Gary Mahaffey, Gary Top of the Evening Team, Atlanta, John the County, going to move you over. How are things going today? Um, I know it's uh, a little bit of a somber feeling over in the UK. The, the Queen did not survive the end of NXT UK. Uh, couldn't handle it. Just like Hunter. Uh, we're going to celebrate one year of Hunter having a heart attack because of the colors you see in our background right now. Yeah, there's a very sad time, although it has to be said. I'm enjoying while you were waiting there, just reading a letter for Rachman Papi's message, as you say. Yeah. I noticed it was it was nice when that said at the end that it would be very instant, which ironically is my wife's nickname for me. But we it's just been it's just been one of those one of those weekends, and at least the wrestling's got us through. So <laughs> instant carry Cheers, Gary. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember that one. Let's see if we can get that one to stick. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Bate, Gary, Tyler, I'm sorry, uh, Tyler Bate, uh, did an in-ring promo to start the show last Tuesday, thanking everybody for their support for him and NXT UK, interrupted by Gallus saying Tyler disappointed everybody by losing. Gary, you're disappointed. I was disappointed because I had him. That cost me 30 points. <laughs> yeah. I was disappointed. I was pissed. <laughs> I did. I thought Tyler would take it and that would be Braun going up, but obviously not. Yeah. Uh, Tyler pointed out that Gals failed as well. Good point. Uh, which prompted Gals to start swinging. Three-on-one attack on Tyler Bates, thwarted by NXT champion Braun Breaker, who then offered a tag team match that made him enter the show, John Smith. That was the circle right there. That was like uh, Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. You start what you end with, or you end what we started with. Yep, and this one kind of went exactly how any of the four of us would have expected to go or booked it ourselves. You know, the two face faces that uh that fought for the titles two nights before teaming up all chummy they get the victory you know there's a little interference from gallus but you know they overcome it tyler bait hits the um the tyler driver for the win so it just seemed like a pretty lame ending and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes jd mcdonough he he slams uh or he Drop kicks Tyler into Braun. Braun is down. Tyler gets hit with the devil inside, and then he uh, JD retreats up into the crowd uh, when when Braun gets back in the ring. So it uh, looks like we've got Tyler Bate versus JD McDonough coming up for us. Gary, remember we, we had to have seen that in UK at some point. Well, Devlin and, and Tyler Bate, like they've had to have cross paths. I think that I think they have. Once, maybe twice. I'll need to. Check. We need to check that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, Jane McDonough had a match earlier in the night. He defeated Wesley with the Devil inside. I'm happy they kept the name of that move. Uh, intense matchup between the two. That was a lot of fun. Uh, real quick, one last thing about Tyler Bate before because we I didn't mention this last week at um in the World's Collide match. There was a part of that match I was watching with John Smith. 
Tyler Bate embarrassed Braun Breaker like for about a minute, just like just do like Braun. He couldn't keep up with him. Like Tyler was moving lightning quick, and Braun just sat there, just not even knowing like what the hell was going on. Like it actually it was kind of funny, but yeah, that's what I thought. Where I'm like, oh my, Tyler has to win this anyway. Yeah, so I was pissed. Gary, JD McDonough defeated Wesley. That was nice, intense matchup. Yeah, I mean, it really, really wasn't. And you kind of, we all figured, as you said, it would end up with with um, JD winning with the Devlin side, which I think they've kind of just tried to rename by split it. Instead of, instead of calling it the Devlin side, it's now the yeah. Devil Inside. Oh, hey, see what you did there. Well, that's, well that's, that was the pun. That was the yeah, pun. Well, it, was the, it, was the, it was Devlin with a side suplex, yeah. and now it's the devil because he's psycho. Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was a good match. I think I do think Wesley's kind of floating still at the moment. Doesn't quite know what to do with him. If you pardon the expression, but they're not quite sure where he is. But it was a it was sort of almost a a good star making performance for him too. It was. I know. I know what to do with Wesley. We'll, we'll get to Wesley. We'll, we'll get back to Wesley in, in a little bit. Uh, Gary, staying with you. Uh, this Axiom guy. I think he kind of shocked uh, I Spy a Jersey guy, Nathan Frazier from the Isle of Jersey. Axiom, so I think he surprised him on that one. This match was fast. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> he was moving so fast, actually, at one point, when he did his early on the match, when Nathan Fraser caught him with the suicide dive, he hits the ropes so quick and runs so fast. The ropes, I was actually rewound it because I was scared for him because the ropes were still shaking as he dove, as he dove through it, and he yeah. caught his foot. And I was like, oh, my word, he's going to go head first here. Um, but I say, thankfully, didn't. Um, but they traded lots of dives, strikes, and submissions. And they got, I'm not really sure what they called. I've seen it somewhere that they said that Fraser hit him with a land salt into the eye of the hurricane. I'm not sure if he has a name for it or not. But um, again, traded a lot more submissions and moves until eventually Fraser with the Superman punch. And then his uh, Axiom then, or sorry, Axiom hit him with the Superman punch and then caught him with his jumping super kick finisher for the Ono Dust Trace. There we are. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still call it the Liu Kang kick until they, until they <laughs> tell me otherwise. And that was less just Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> John DeCani, uh, Mako Satamora, again, I guess Roxanne Perez was very respectful. She said the word please when asking for this match. <laughs> she got it. That, that's why we didn't get uh, Mako Satamora versus Cora Jade. Yes. Because Cora did, you know, go out of her way to invite Mako into the generation of Jade. And she was going to bless her with a match against the one and only Cora Jade. Mako said, sorry, not only are you kind of being a bitch the way you're asking, but I've already got a match because someone came to me very respectfully and that very someone was Roxanne Perez. So we had uh, we got an eleven plus minute match between these two, and it was a very good back and forth. We you know for, uh, for the fans who weren't really familiar with Mako, you got to see exactly why she is a legend and has been around as long as she has been. And uh, in the end, uh, she dropped Roxy with a Pele kick and followed with her Scorpio rising to get the one two three. And afterwards, once again, they shared a respectful handshake. And a bow, and once again, Corey Jade being a bitch slides in with her kendo stick uh, just after Mako leaves, and she she whacks Roxy. Mako comes back, runs Cora off. Once again, we've not seen the end of this, I'm sure. 
Yeah, it's like Roxanne Perez. She blocked Cora Jade. You know, bleep's getting real with those two. Like, it's this is. I don't even know if this is this is kayfabe anymore. I don't know. Like, if this is <laughs> this might this might not be. I mean, before you block, do you put someone on blast? Is that is that the way it works now? I'm not sure. I think so. I I, I don't know. I, I think this is a shoot. I don't think you know this is as long as no dogs are. Kenny Omega is going to save Roxanne's dog, and then just those two are going to go at it. Uh, John Smith, we had a women's tag team match. Um, Toxic Attraction cost Dewdrop and Nikki Ash the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, at Worlds Collide, and it just seems like Toxic Attraction has been all in Caden and Katana's business, but helping them to a point. So, yeah. Dewdrop and Nikki are getting their revenge first. Yeah, they're not really like explaining why either. It doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we get, yeah. yeah, so we get this match between uh, Dewdrop and Nikki versus uh, Toxic Attraction, and um. You know, pretty standard match when you, you're you basically working heel on heel. So, uh, you know, nobody really had the heel edge, you know, in, the, in that regard. Um, Dewdrop hits the uh, the Vader bomb into the elbow and during the cover. JC does her best Seth Rollins impression and kicks freaking Dewdrop's face off. <laughs> Remember when he when he needs Cena and displaced his nose yeah. and under his cheek, under his eyeball? <laughs> so then now, now Dewdrop's gushing blood out of her nose, but that didn't stop her from hitting a Michinoku driver to GG and then a big a big cross body to a sat up GG for the pin. Yeah, I call that a low cross body because everything is a high cross body. I just call that a low cross body. Like that, that that's that's fair. Nobody else does it. Right. Word. Uh Grayson Walder did some serious damage to Apollo Cruz's eye. Holy crap. Uh, anyway, so that was that. That was that segment. <laughs> uh, we got some big matches coming up tonight for the first anniversary of NXT 2.0. Uh, I talked a little uh, to John DeConi about in pre-production while you guys didn't uh, weren't there yet. John Smith, it was a year ago where we asked the infamous question: Who the hell are these guys? All right. How's your what's your one year anniversary memory? So, what's your memories? <laughs> Anything stick out from the past year of NXT 2.0? Because that was John the Conscious Boss again for a year now. But who the hell was that guy? <laughs> oh, okay. um, I think that NXT has, has stayed the same. You know, they they've always been cycling through people, always trying new things. The problem was was that people heard that Vince McMahon had a had a, a bigger hand in it. Which ended up not even being true, and then they changed the colors, and then the people like you call it Nickelodeon, you know, and you know it's it gets this image of like oh now it's like a kiddie show, but it's the same thing, same great character development. Don't know what they see in Braun Breaker yet. I'll, I'll give you guys that, but I mean it's still the same old NXT to me. I love it. Best two hours of wrestling a week. All right, Gary. Yeah, I mean it's funny actually. I the the thing for me that you can that you can see happening, you could see it through the the previous regime and even back now that sort of not that Hunter's in charge, obviously it's still Sean or whatever, but for Braun Breaker, you can see that they are obviously in love with him and think he's gonna be the man, but they're feeding him a lot of really strong workers, a lot of really good wrestlers. 
to try and give them a little bit and they're giving them longer matches so i think common sense has prevailed that they seem to be saying if we're bringing these guys up let's actually try and make sure that they know what they're doing before we just let them loose in the main roster and they flop so to me they're actually going back to being proper developmental with it i think yeah john the county yeah and that's that's exactly the, the the part of it that i have sometimes gotten frustrated with in this past year that it is developmental and it's playing out very much like developmental probably should, but developmental usually doesn't have a TV show. So there have been times where I, you know, I've watched storylines progress and been like, why the hell are they doing? Like I have literally sat at, uh, you know, NXT uh, premium live events or whatever, or special Tuesday night episodes where we were scoring them for points. And at, by the end of the show, I would just, I would just be staring at my television screen, going, "I hate this brand. I hate this brand. I love the black and gold brand. I hate the unicorn vomit brand." But again, you have to step back and remember, this is developmental. This is exactly what should be going on in developmental. Developmental usually doesn't have nationwide TV. See, the thing is, John Smith is exactly correct. Yes, I, I, I was, yes, Nickelodeon, I, I've made the jokes about it. I don't, it's not kitty. I don't think it's a kitty show. I don't think it's, you know, it's, 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 it's pro wrestling. The whole thing's kitty. <laughs> anyway, um, so the big change was, especially with the, the, the 2.0, this was right after they released everybody and they were, Vince was done with indie stars. And we're going back to our ex-football guys. We're going back to our ex-boxers. We're going back to our ex-whoever. I think the only one that really is, was... Actually, I don't even know that he was in it. I mean, Solo Sokoa, I think, was maybe the only one that was just like, okay, well, I, you know, my family does this. You know, he was the only one. Breaker was a former football player. Waller was a former boxer. Was, uh, Trick Williams a former boxer. So they 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 just they changed the philosophy. That was what was bothering me. So you're trying to learn all these new guys who were true developmental. So it was true to form, but you said now, yeah. They, I think I, from from uh, this point last year up until now, I think Grayson Waller made huge jumps. I think Braun Breaker is doing okay. They exactly he's, he's he's exactly right. Gary what Gary said they're putting him with the right people like Dolph Ziggler. And Tyler Bate and everybody else has been around for a hot minute. That can be like, okay, well, we can do, you know, he's learning as he's on the fly, you know, to be who he's supposed to be. In the meantime, you know, he's a Steiner. He just yells in a microphone and he gets angry. That's okay. what we get. So it's been okay. I, I just, it's, it's getting better. And now he said, now that, uh, you know, Hunter, uh, Sean has to answer to Hunter and not Vince. See what happens there. Uh, we have the, uh, the first match we're going to talk about. Big Body Javi is back on TV last week. Uh, still picking a fight with that security guard. They're eventually get at it. Uh, should be fun. That's going to happen tonight. The guy's name is Hank Walker. I thought it was Seth Rogen. Turns out it's Hank Walker versus Big Body Javi, John Nakania. That's where I'm going. Big Body Javi here. Let's go. Uh, so they're actually having this match now. We're having the match tonight. There we go. This is it. I miss that one. Put up or shut up for Big Body Javi. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I guess you kind of got to go Javi, although, I mean, it would be a pisser if the guy came right off of the security team and then beat the guy who's been patting himself on the back for weeks now. But I think probably Javi gets it done here. Probably by heel tactic. It has to be heel tactic. I I, I can see. I can actually, I don't see Javi winning this, which is going to make it even better. Gary. 
I'm actually gonna go Hank Walker, and I have to be very careful not to make, you have to be careful not to mix his name up, get the wrong way around. But if I'm going for, I'm thinking Hank Walker because with all the security guards and all the stuff that go on, and Big Body Havy's just been giving it too much with his mouth instead of his body, I think Hank's gonna take it and leave him squirming for tonight. John Smith, apparently you got that joke. I'm still trying to piece it together. Walk hanker? Like, I don't Wink. Know. Wink. Not quite. Just switch the initials, right? Wank. Just the first letters. Wank honker. First letters. <laughs> now you got it. Good. This one got it. It's Go a on. much more That's common it. word where Gary comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Honk wanker. John Smith. Um, I think it would be fun if this was a, all a swerve to introduce us to this new security guard guy. And he's got a whole story or something, but no, I got Big Batty Abby winning this one by uh, Heel Tactics, of course. Uh, Keanu James has a new assistant. Um, that got my attention. Okay, good work, Keanu. Talk nerdy to me, both of you. Um, she's a bad Ariana, Ariana Grace. Uh, also doesn't like Zoe Stark and Nikita, so it looks like they're going to uh, fit it in both of their busy schedules to take on Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons this week, John Smith. Uh, I got to go with Nikita winning this one, Nikita and Zoe. Yeah, this, this should be pretty straightforward, Gary. Yeah, I think that too, which probably means if I'm picking them, they'll lose, but... Yeah, I think Nikita and Zoe as well. John the Connie? You know what? I'll, I'll stick the flag in my own little island here and say that uh, Kiana and Ariana get it done perhaps with the assistance of Giovanna, the assistant. What's your name, Giovanna? Yeah, Giovanna Ibernay. E- e- she's, a, she's a BJJ f- uh, like black belt. She's a, she's a, she's a badass chick. BAJ, badass chick. Okay, she looks badass. Anyway. Uh, Tony B. Skittish off in Cameron Grimes. A spot in the family again. And again, Grimes said no, that he doesn't need anybody. Eventually, Stax made a comment that pissed off Grimes to the point where Grimes threw his espresso. Not espresso. His espresso. Uh, at Stax. Uh, and then was proceeded to be beat down by Tony. So we're going to have a tag team match tonight. It's going to be Stax and Tony B. Skittish in the family. <laughs> Going against Cameron Grimes and a mystery partner, uh, a partner of Grimey's choosing. Gary, Grimey hasn't had a friend since Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I think if an offense was still in charge, you'd have some random boy with a really random name. I honestly don't know. I, I was thinking, I was going through the roster going, who could they do? Could they bring somebody in? Will they bring... Like a, a name in, I'm also not sure uh, who it is. I mean, Bobby. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe they could bring in somebody from AEW. Let's see that roster real quick. That's um, yeah. There's, there's, there's one yeah, or two there's there. there. <laughs> it would be CM Punk. I'm, I'm <laughs> going could you imagine? <laughs> that could be the answer to the questions again. Now, yes, yes after only a year. Punk. Oh, I can't wait till Tyler's back on. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm going for Cameron Grimes for the win. All right. John the Connie. 
yeah, I'm going to say Grimes gets it done. Uh, I mean, if I if I had to put money on it, I'd say maybe they just let Wesley go out with him because mm-hmm. it's baby faces. But, I, I, you know, I, I heard a little grumbling this week, and I'm not even going to sponge bomb it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you who I really hope shows up because, I, I, like I said, little grumblings about perhaps someone reverting back to another character. And wouldn't it be crazy if Cameron Grimes was – Tagging with L A Knight. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Was this the segment? I, I didn't take it down in my notes. I know Quincy Elliott arrives next. Uh, he's yeah. arriving tonight as well. Was he was the one? Was he eyeing up Cameron Grimes? Was it was it that he was eyeing up somebody last week? Uh, like from like from behind, you know. I, guess. I don't recall. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Quincy Elliott on this one. He this is gonna make his debut as a tag team partner with Grimes. And then, and then Grimes is gonna, hey, you join me, and then Grimes is gonna get weirded out about that one too. So you know, again, Grimes it's so I'm gonna go with Quincy Elliott on that one, and that will be um oof. I'm gonna go with Andre Chase. Andre Chase just because I want to see it. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. Grimey yeah, Chase you, that'd be good. Yes. <laughs> if you could get an honorary doctorate from Chase U, it would be great. <laughs> Uh, we have another new wrestler, Sol Raka, Sol Ruka. Apparently, he's a surfer. She, or she's a surfer. I, 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 I did not catch a gender on this one, but then again, is it a gender? Is it a? Is it sex? I don't even know anymore. What the, the what male? I don't know. Anyway, the same I, I could. He's a surfer. Coming soon. There you go. Uh, pretty deadly in the back. They were admiring their uh, the double side double side play check. That was awesome. That was <laughs> that was worth them winning both belts. <laughs> the picture they took in the hotel room together. That's they're great. Um, yes, boy. Uh, Lash saying people are saying Demon Kemp was the only reason that they won, which was the theme of the evening, which was pissing pretty deadly. Off. We'll get to that in a second because we're gonna go back to Lash Legend. Because uh, she actually had just announced she's going to finally have her match, uh, John DeCani, with Fallon Henley tonight. That's been stemming from that whole tag team title. They've been brawling on the outside uh, throughout that whole tag team unification uh, feud. Uh, so we're finally going to get Last Legend versus uh, Fallon Henley tonight. Okay. Um, I, I guess give me uh, Last Legend here because she's kind of – She's the more outgoing. Like we know a lot more about her than we do Fallon Henley. Other, than, you know, Fallon Henley just hangs out with the with the good old boys. But you know, she, she doesn't really have a whole lot to say. Lash is the more formed character, if you will. So give me Lash Legend here. All right, John Smith. Uh, I haven't found Lash to be too impressive, so I don't know if the. I feel like they kind of put a pause or a stop to like the push she was getting about six months ago. You know, so. Uh, I think they might see something in Fallon Henley, so I'm just going to go with her on this one. Gary, both of these women competed overseas in NXT UK. I do believe Lash Legend won a match or two, but I believe the one match Fallon wrestled, she lost. The Isle of Dawn, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, although I'm I'm going to go Lash Legend on this. I think if they're going to start a beef between them, that Lash will go over and then um, we can kind of catch up the face and get in there. Fallon can catch her up, so I'm going to say Lash Legend tonight. I'm thinking Lash Legend should win, but I think this is an actually wrestling match. I think Lash Legend has been lacking. Like I think Fallon should win this, but I think Lash will. If that makes sense. Back to Pretty Deadly. Uh, they're in the boat. Oh, there we go. Do, 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 do. 
Uh, here comes Tony Bishkinesis. He was piling it on pretty deadly, saying Kemp was the reason that they won at Worlds Collide. Meanwhile, uh, Damon Kemp took down Diamond Mine from the inside. He was overlooked, and he got pissed. Brilliant heel plan by Damon Kemp. Good job. Uh, but now we're going to pretty deadly, all fired up. They're all pissed off. Uh, they're in an interview, uh, in an interview with the Creeds, uh, talking about how they were going to kill Damon Kemp. Enter pretty deadly, saying that they're going to give the NXT universe the power, uh, the power to pick the stipulation for tonight's tag team championship rematch, uh, against the Creed brothers. It's like Taboo Tuesday, boys. There we go. Remember that show? Uh, they don't want to hear any more excuses on social media uh, that they didn't win this on their own. It was announced last night on Monday Night Raw that it will be a steel cage match, Gary Maheffi, and it will start the show tonight at 8 o'clock. I think the pen, to me, whichever way it goes will dictate a few things. I think if the Creeds win, I could easily see Pretty Deadly being moved up to the main roster, uh, even though, but I think because they've only just unified them in the double side plates, there's going to be some sort of shenanigans, whether it's Damon Kemp or what it is, and I think they're pretty deadly on the team. John Smith. Yeah, I got Damon Kemp um, helping pretty deadly win. They escape. Now, John DeConi, if that's happening again, now we're just going around in circles here because now – we're just going to pile it on to pretty deadly that Damon Kelp, you know, helped them again beat the Creeds. So true. Yeah. And, and you know, well, maybe we see Roddy get involved too because Kemp took uh, credit for dropping Roddy. But in the end, I think, uh, you know, I mean, you went to pretty deadly to unify these titles. That's not an insignificant thing. I really don't see it taking them off from the first week. So yeah, give me pretty deadly retaining. Yeah, I got pretty deadly as well. But now, see, the whole diamond mine situation, just to touch on that for a second. So we have Julius and Roddy. They were at each other. And then the whole Roddy and Tony Beach Kadish thing where they kind of give each other a wink or a nod or whatever. And my whole theory about Roddy hiring Tony D to take out the Creeds. But now they got demons. So now, do Julius and Roddy go back to being along? I'm just going to forget that Tony D was even involved in this. Or uh, there's a lot going on in this feud, Gary. Do, do we have Bobby Fish coming back? We might have Bobby Fish coming back. To kind of re replay that. <laughs> then uh, we have uh, the other match. Uh, Ricochet defeated uh, Trick Williams after a recoil followed by a shooting star press post-match. Uh, Carmelo's Hayes uh, has to defend the North American title tonight against an opponent of the NXT Universe's choosing. So I went on to WWE.com before uh, we went on air today, and here are your three choices. Von Wagner, Joe Casey, or Shawn Michaels, who we know is a fan of the show and watches... Wesley is in this, and he's the, between the three of them. And I called it, and it is going to happen tonight on the one-year anniversary. Your new North American champion, Wesley John DeConi. Who do you got? I cannot disagree. This, this uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if I've seen it myself or it's because you put it in my head, but I've, I've been waiting for this to happen. 
here it is. Pull the trigger, baby. You, you, I mean, you just had your star-making performance by Rick uh, between uh, Ricochet and uh, and Jesus. Mello. Yeah, what else? Mello. What do we need to do? Yeah. So exactly, what, what's he got left to do with that the, the mid-card title, if you will? So yeah, pull the trigger. John Smith. Uh, or it could be Joe Gacy. I, 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 I have to get the fan. He has to get the fan vote right over those three, over those two. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be Wesley. I just, and that's why they made it those three people because they wanted it to be Lee. But I imagine it's. I don't right. see them. No, I don't think they're gonna put the, that belt on him yet. No, I, I got I got Carmella winning still. All right, Gary. I could say it. I do think it's obviously it's set to try and make it that Wesley gets it. And I do think I'd say I talked earlier on of saying, Oh, he's kind of floundering, he's not doing anything. This would be, as you say, this could be the one and the way to, to set him on. So I think he could be on to something. And Wesley, I think, will take it. All right. So uh Gary, anything else before we get out of here? Uh we appreciate you staying up late. No, it's, obviously it's, a, it's like every segment nearly in NXT had somebody from UK on it near enough. Yeah. Um, but I do think that we're we're looking in a couple of weeks' time at when Axiom and Nathan Fraser finish off. They dropped in the commentary about how Fraser was talking to him about he didn't think he could last a rounds match. I think there's a rounds match coming, and we all know who that means is coming in behind them. Here he come. Here he come. Better have that trophy with him. He better have that yeah. trophy, and he better get Alicia Fox, and then all will be right with the world. It'll be absolutely awesome. Gary, uh, thank so. you so much for staying up with us, pal. Again, we are sorry about the loss of your queen, even though I don't think oh, you're, you're in Belfast. You're in Northern. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. So uh, our condolences for you on that. Um, 96 years old, very impressive. Betty White was 99, so we True. win. Again, we win. <laughs> Have a great night, Gary. Yeah, have a good one. See you later. See you later, Gary. So that'll uh, make the smooth transition from NXT to Impact, which there really is no smooth transition. I just, <laughs> I just, I guess I just say that after every. That's yeah, a smooth transition, right? Why not? Uh, John DeConi, we had the main event: Eddie Edwards and and Heath, the guy who's been uh, he's been after Honor O'More uh, for what they did with Rhino. I believe we did call a Rhino return last week. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Well, not out of the question, though, right? Like, yeah, well, we didn't get that, but what we got was a you know a fun twelve minute match between Eddie Edwards and Heath. We had Heath even you know he he hit the wake up call. So for a minute there, you, you might have thought he could have gotten this big uh, victory over the number one contender, but Mike Bennett slides in and he gets a wake up call too. And as the ref is rolling uh, Bennett out. Eddie goes with a low blow uppercut and follows with the Boston knee party to get the one, two, three. But more importantly, afterwards, Eddie calls out the champ, calls out Josh Alexander, tells him he's kind of kind of takes sides in this war that Eddie's seems to have brought up in his own head between him between what's right and what impact management is doing to everyone, apparently. And Josh Alexander told him if there's two sides to be chosen, I'm not on the one with you, Eddie, because I think everything you're doing is wrong. And okay, that's fine. You're not going to join honor no more. You're not going to be on our side of the war. And then there's six of us to beat the living hell out of you. So that proceeded. Heath tried to help out. Rich Swan even tried to help out. 
didn't go their way. Honor No More ended the night on top. In fact, the new tag team champions stood over the downed heavyweight champion, and Eddie held the world title in his face. Uh, touch the bell. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Man, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Like, Eddie's right, though. Like, I, I kind of feel like he said he was the one that's supposed to beat Kenny Omega. He did it. Anyway, uh, enough harping on that. Eddie, Eddie is like uh, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Like he, He's the villain, but he's justified. He has a, he has a great. Like, he's not like he's not wrong. <laughs> um, uh, match t- uh, on Thursday night, John Smith, as a, as a result of this, it will be Josh Alexander. It will be Rich Swan. And then we'll be going against the tag, the new tag team champions, OGK, in a non-title contest. Titles will not be on the line. Um, missing again from this also. And not, you know, Rhino didn't make it an appearance. Willie Mack didn't come out either. And that's what we – if we can get like a you know, six-on-six Donnybrook involving Willie Mack and Rhino and all this, that would have been awesome. But Sign me up for that. Yeah, I'll go with the champs even though it's non-title. John the Connie. Yeah, you got you know. Unfortunately for Rich Swan, you got him there to eat a pin. So yeah, I think the tag champs deserve to, uh, you know, not be treated like the women's tag team champs in WWE and <laughs> lose the minute they get the belt. Uh, I'll, I'll go Josh. And it's it's going to be another disqualification. Uh, this is going to be a disqualification situation. This is just going to be just beat him down. Just get Josh in the ring, beat him down. Maybe now we get Rhino. Like maybe now this is where Rhino returns. Heath will come out. He'll start getting because the numbers game is still six on like what three yeah, or four. Yeah, it's, like, it's Josh Rhino and Swan or Josh Swan and Heath. Like it's still six on three. Rhino but, will even the score though. He would. Rhino's worth three. Rhino is worth. Three. <laughs> uh, Eddie Edwards earlier mentioned in the night to Kenny King and OGK that Vincent was off cleansing PCO again. Feels unprovoked. Uh, but I thought they were just missing from TV tapings that week or something, but nope. Uh, video package of PCO and headgear that was apparently shocking him while Vincent, were, Vincent was whispering sweet nothings into his ear. Uh, I hope this works for PCO's sake because he's just getting killed for absolutely zero reason. <laughs> Chelsea Green defeated Ty Valkyrie after Jessica was arguing with the referee for not being in position for a role of victory for Taya. Turned into a poke to the eyes, Chelsea pushing Ty into Jessica into an I'm prettier for the win. Uh, Jessica tried to help. Uh, didn't work out. So I think we're going to circle back to that, that she can't be trusted at ringside. Uh, but I guess they still have a couple of weeks for Bound for Glory. Maybe Decay gets the rematch then. Or, or I'm sorry, Decay, Rosemary and Taya get the rematch then or something. Uh, Mickey James defeated Glass Joe. Uh, or in action, or I guess you can call him Glass Joe. We're kind of comparing what Mickey James is doing to Mike Tyson's punch out. I uh, don't know the wrestler's name, but a little bio on Glass Joe. He's the first character uh, Little Mac has to fight in Mike Tyson's punch-out. He's not much competition and has the weakest chin in the game. You can use him as practice uh, as a practice tool to perfect your dodging and punching counter-attacks. So that's pretty much what uh, Mickey James did, I do believe. Uh, if she comes on every week fighting somebody different, that'd be great. Von Kaiser's up next, followed by the minor circuit champion, Piston Honda. Aussie Open, John Smith. How was uh, this was your first time seeing Aussie Open? They were in NXT for a hot minute. I guess maybe you missed that in the Trios Championship Tournament. But this was uh, they're going to be an impact for a little bit. The New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions Open. Right? You said they were in NXT for a minute. AEW. AEW. What did I say? NXT. I'm oh, sorry. oh, I was going to say no. I didn't. Okay, but no, I don't remember them in the in the trios. 
But uh, the one dude without the mustache kind of reminds me of Theory, just in the way he acts and taunts his opponent and whatnot. Um, Smash is pretty good, though. A lot, of, a lot of nice moves that I can't even describe or know the name of. Um, at one point, uh, Ace Austin did a running, I guess, moonsault, because I guess he spun before he went. It was crazy. Over the top rope. Um, then the, the finish was a double. They tied... Chris Bay's arms and legs up together and did some sort of slam to him. But I, I don't know. Just go watch it. It was fun, and it's not that long. So I just watched it like four times while we were here. Like, and I these moves. I don't know what the hell they're called. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what to say. That, that finisher is called the Coriolis after the Coriolis effect. Are physical. we allowed to say that? <laughs> I, I checked with with Joey. That that oh. was clear. Uh, and once again, as we mentioned earlier, where you find it? Uh, we mentioned in the AEW segment, um, Aussie Open will be challenging FTR on October 1st for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. So, um, we're gonna discuss it. This isn't the time to start taking belts off of FTR. I mean, they gotta lose them eventually. I mean, I can't remember the last time they defended the AAA tag team, it's been down, I guess, to maybe. Triple uh, Triple Mania was a couple, maybe like a month or two ago. Maybe that. The... Yeah. Well, you you can have a a schmaz ending in uh, New Japan, so you know th- that way neither one of their tag champs have to lose. Technically, yeah, yeah. You have a guy for this, right? Uh, Diener chose to follow Eric Young down his path, still designed by violence, but also includes smoking the occasional stogie. Just fun. Jordan Grace isn't going to let Masha Slamovich get into her head before Bound for Glory as she walks into her locker room. And there's pictures of herself uh, uh, posted all over the wall with Masha's going to kill you written on them. Uh, You're going to have a pick your poison match at Victory Road where it's going to be Jordan Grace versus an opponent of Masha Slamovich's choosing. So we'll get into that uh, next week as Victory Road is next Friday night. John DeConi, we had the Digital Media Championship on the line. Uh, Feud of the year? Myers and Goozer? This has got to be PWI worthy. These guys are getting at it. Oh, yeah. yeah and then, But once again, we we're not really getting clean finishes. And once again, they went for 10 and a half very entertaining minutes, only to end with a DQ when Myers goes for the belt. Goozer gets his hands on it. He wins the tug of war. And you might have expected him to maybe toss it aside or whatnot, but he's not, you know, he's not above taking out some frustration. He whacked Myers in the face with it, causing the DQ. So Myers technically gets the the DQ win. Uh, But Gujar leaves with the belt again. (laughs) And Scott, you know, catches them both backstage later. And Scott says, you know what? Like, he took it away from Goody. Come on, Bupender, you got to give me the belt back. And Myers was expected to be handed the belt back. He said, no, 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 no. Enough of this crap. I'm going to hold on to this because the next time you two meet, it's going to be at a ladder match at Victory Road, and this is going to be hanging from the rafters. I, I would hope it's at Victory Road. It sounded like it's going to be next, not this Thursday coming up, but the following Thursday, like the night before Victory Road. That would be really stupid, but I guess it's something that you know, yeah. impact is going to impact every now and then. Yeah, they haven't impacted in a while, to be honest with you. I think they're, they're due for an impacting. Like that's really true. 
Yeah, they've been pretty on point lately. Uh, Killer Kelly has a match with Alicia Edwards this week, as and Gail Tim uh, told Tasha Steeles that Killer Kelly wants Tasha on commentary because she likes it when people watch. <laughs> week by week, Killer Kelly is just climbing up. Uh, this the her character is like if Dexter Loomis actually spoke. <laughs> creepy as hell but she'll actually do some of her own talking uh kenny king interrupted scott demore's conversation with mia yim uh not happy with the result of his x division championship match the week prior people mike bailey is booked next week against mascara dorada who, uh, who beat alex zane for the title opportunity we'll get to that in a second um but Scott Demore has an announcement next week that Kenny King will want to listen to. I'm assuming it's going to be some type of Ultimate X or uh, X Division Championship car crash with 25 people and one woman. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll probably be Mia Yim because she got involved uh, uh, in the match. In the meantime, Kenny King is going to fight uh, Little Red Shoes, or also known as Yuya Uimura, who uh, Uimura won. After King tried to cheat, Mia Yim came down. She was a little pissed off that her interview got interrupted. She prevented it from happening. Eventually, kicked Kenny King in the head, allowing Yuyama to hit his high crossbody off the turnbuckle, a la Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, for the win. So, good job for Little Red Shoes. But we circle back to the exhibition championship, John Smith. Um, Grand Matalik will now be challenging Speedball Mike Bailey uh, this Thursday. That's going to be a good one. It will be, yes. Um, uh, I got my man, Fat Sack Mike Bailey. John DeConi, uh, you haven't broke out that, do I still have the button? I gotta put the button back on. I guess I have to put the button back on for next week, because they're gonna impact me pressing the getting button hard, uh, yeah. for, uh, for Bound for Glory for the X Division Championship. Exactly. Did they bring back the red cage? I know you just did a story on this. <laughs> God, I hope not. The Asylum, right? What was it called? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Steel Asylum, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Bailey uh, retaining here in a great match with uh, Metalik slash Dorada. And then, uh, like you said, smash that gimmick button to see what we get going towards Bound for Glory. Maybe we get the we get the gimmick at Victory Road and we get the championship. At- like I said, I think Mia Yim's going to be involved in this because they're normally it's Jordan Grace Bound for Glory. Right usually one, one woman finds her way into an exhibition championship match, and it's usually Jordan Grace. Yep. Uh, and then I think it was Tessa Blanchard before uh, she was the first one to do it. That worked out for her. Not for the exhibition. I don't think she won the exhibition. It worked out for well, her. No, no, but it, it got her fighting the guys, and that led to her being world champions. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an interview with Steve Macklin, uh, still denying that him and Moose are in cahoots, even though they've been, you know, caught talking about it. Anyway, they're going to be the tag team match this week, John Smith. They're going to get Taurus and Crazy Steve. Wait, who, who's fighting Taurus and Crazy Steve? Moose and Macklin. Oh, Moose and Macklin. Yes. John DeConning. Agreed. Uh, there was a video promo with Sammy Callahan promises that Moose and Macklin... Uh, he has them right where he wants them heading into barbed wire massacre. He's going to have them at their throats. So I got a funny feeling. Maybe a, a lights out. Uh, you hear a kendo stick hit or something. And then like the lights will go back on and Macklin will be down from the hit, the shot, but Moose will be holding the kendo stick because Sammy threw it at him or something. Like Sammy's going to do something I think pretty clever. Uh, I think it's going to be thumbs up, uh, you know, with the, with the planning here and then thumbs down when they get out. You know, yes. 
I get, I'm trying to figure out that catchphrase. That's the best one I think I've gotten so far, though. I just still don't get it. And then the Good Brothers backstage interview. They're not done with Honor No More. Uh, this title loss just gives them another chance to win another title. Sure. Sure not. <laughs> you can't be a 16-time champion if you don't lose the title 15 times. <laughs> there you go, right? Uh, they're interrupted by the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, who were asking why they've never gotten the Good Brothers in a two-on-two match. Anderson thinks that match should be uh, should main event Bound for Glory. I think it should be saved for Bound for Glory. But now, John the Connie, we're going to get it Thursday. Yeah, which you know, unfortunately, I think tells us what we need to know that the Good Brothers are on their way out the door. So. Unfortunately, Carl Anderson is going to have to count the lights one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Don Smith. Yeah, he's used to it, though. Yeah. Don I, Smith. I agree. The Carl, Carl Anderson, count the lights. Can we get a fourth team here to have a four-way at Bound for Glory? You can have these two teams and then, I don't know, like maybe EY and Diener. Maybe when is Bound for Glory? Like in two weeks or three weeks. October 7th? So now we switch uh, the seamless transition from Impact to Friday night. We're going to lay the smack it down on your Rudy Pooh candy asses. Uh, the Usos and Sami Zayn in the ring introduced to us to Solo Sokoa, who was the newest member of the bloodline as a result of what happened um, from Rikishi giving birth to him. I'd say about 20 years ago. I think it happened before Clash in the Castle. Uh, anyway, interrupted by Drew McIntyre with a steel chair to the swing of Solo, who credit to him didn't run for Drew, run from Drew, excuse me, uh, but was pushed out of the way by Sammy, and Sammy took the chair shot. Drew yelled that he wants Solo Cola tonight. Solo agreed. Backstage, Sammy Zayn earned Solo Cola's appreciation, John the Connie. My, no, my, she just got a fourth son. <laughs> that is my favorite part of my favorite part about this whole thing is not just that Sammy's in there. It's that, you know, uh, Jimmy was already kind of okay with Sammy. Now Sakola kind of pats him on the back and thanks him for herself. And the whole time Jay is just disgusted. <laughs> Sammy and Jimmy have a handshake. Right? Like, it's, sure they have their own. Oh, it's fantastic. But rolling forward uh, to the main event, Drew McIntyre gets his wish. He gets uh, Solo Sokoa in a one-on-one match. And again, Sammy's there to help the bloodline. We get Sammy distracting uh, McIntyre for just a second, which allows uh, Sokoa to avoid the first attempt at a Claymore and and counter it with a super kick. Then we get another distraction from Sammy to pull the ref uh, to one side of the ring so that Jimmy and Jay can mug McIntyre while he's on the floor. Uh, then the Street Profits come out to get rid of the Usos. McIntyre eventually hits the Claymore on Sokoa, but it knocks him completely out of the ring. And as Drew's kind of looking at it, deciding, you know, is he going to go over the top rope and wipe everybody out? He doesn't really get the chance because Karrion Cross slides in, slaps on the straight jacket, taking him to the ground, causing the DQ win for McIntyre. But I don't think that made McIntyre feel any better as the uh, McIntyre faded and the cameras faded to black. Josh Smith, did you smile at that? 
good ending. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Uh, John Connery had a number one contenders elimination match where the winner gets Liv Morgan, who is enjoying the match from a uh, luxury suite up top of the building. Uh, five members of the women's roster. This was, this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this this was a fatal five way, and this one had an old school feel to it in terms of WWE because there were four decisions in this match, and yet the match was only four and a half minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> so now, and I know you are the the master of the statistics. This is going to take a deep dive. Has there ever been a multi-person match, elimination style, where there was three, or in this case, four or more eliminations that were all done by submission? I don't don't expect you to have the answer off the top of your head. Wow. Wow. It sounds like something Sheena Baszler would have done in that one chamber that she ran through before 36. That would be my only... True. Uh, so we had Ronda eliminating Natty with an arm bar in like a minute and 20 seconds. Less than 60 seconds later, Sonya eliminates Zia Lee with a head and arm choke. Ronda eliminates Lacey like literally two seconds later with another arm bar because they were kind of almost simultaneously applying those submissions. And in the end, Ronda eliminates Sonya. She decided not to go for the arm bar this time. The ankle lock gets the tap, four minutes, 33 seconds. Ronda is moving on to face Liv Morgan once again for the SmackDown Women's Championship, this time at Not So Extreme Rules. Okay, I have the cha- Shayna Baszler, five submissions. Well, there you go. Sarah Logan, submission. Ruby Riot, submission. Natalia, submission. Liv Morgan, technical submission. Asuka, technical submission. Okay. 21 minutes. <laughs> Wow. So she, she, does, she definitely got to show off a little bit more, I guess. Yes, I'm sorry. I was looking that up uh, during your, your thing. I don't know if you, I'm sure if you got this or not. Okay, so this match had me out of my seat when it came down to, to Sonya and Ronda. The simultaneous eliminations by Ronda and Sonya, that was cool. I got excited. They had a five-second MMA shoot. I don't Did you get into this at all? The uh, no, I didn't. I didn't break it down, but yeah. Okay, they, they had a five-second shoot, like MMA fight. Sonia attacked her with a couple, like rapid, and Sonia can punch pretty fast. A couple rapid-fire punches, leading to an attempt at a single-leg takedown, and Ronda immediately countered it to an offensive mountain attack, and she and Sonia had nothing to do. Like Ronda, because like it's going to be nothing right out of it. I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> She's yeah, a, she she went to the Olympics for judo, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah, she, so I mean, she, she had to learn that stuff to be the greatest female MMA fighter of all time. Like, right? That's like, what I'm saying. That's what Ronda was a an Olympian in judo. There's no way you're taking her down. No, not if you're her size. No way. But like Sonia, Sonia is an MMA fighter. Was an MMA fighter or attempted to be? She has an MMA background. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's shaky, but it's it's not. I mean, Riddle made it to the show. Sonia, I don't think made it. But like it's just one of those things is like okay, like Sony's oh wow, she can't she got completely outclassed on that one. <laughs> like, okay, Ron is still nasty. It, it's like you know, going back to something we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, it's like uh uh Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Like yeah. Brock Lesnar was an NCAA multiple time heavyweight champion. Kurt Angle's an Olympic mother effing gold medalist. He's still gonna take him down to make him look silly. 
Uh, backstage, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler uh, approached each other and ended up running into each other backstage. Uh, Shayna wished Ronda luck against Liv at Extreme Rules. Ronda told her revenge is better than winning and to let her know when Shayna is ready to break some bones. That's a problem if these two get together. <laughs> There's going to be That's an issue. Um, that could be the best women's tag team ever. It could be, but I'm thinking. I know Jesse, Jesse McDougan, I'm assuming, is still undeployed. Like, can you steal Marina back? Like, she's not under contract, right? Like, can we officially get this horsewoman thing going? Well, I know Bailey, Becky's hurt. Charlotte's still getting married again for the millionth time. I don't know. Andrade's back. Why can't she come back? Not that well, I can if we're doing dream matches and stuff, then Bailey is going to be involved with Bailey versus Speedball Mike Bailey. <laughs> uh, John Smith, great opening contest with Fight Night. It was Fight Night. It was Fight Night, and I still say that should be their name and not the Brawling Brutes. Um, I mean, would this match go almost 20 minutes? It was crazy. You know, the biggest takeaway here is that Imperium is back together. Their intro was almost back to normal. You know, they they kept, they kept Gunther's new music, but they have the beginning of the Imperium music now, which is really nice to hear. Um, so we got them back together, which adds another tag team to SmackDown, which adds a, a nice faction to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, this match went on for 20 minutes, and it was just like, you know, back and forth the whole way, except when Gunther was in the ring. Gunther maybe took a couple slaps and a couple couple hits, but Gunther was dominant throughout this match, but he didn't actually get the pin. Imperium won with the uh, Imperium bomb that uh, Kaiser and Vinci hit <laughs> for the one, two, three on Ridge Holland. I, I, I almost forgot their old names, and then I just forgot their new names. <laughs> This is the problem. This is why you have to have slide rules and pie charts, you know, since uh, NXT 2.0. You know, gun to my head, I'd be dead. If, they actually, if you told me, name, what are Grizzled Young Veterans' new names? I, I'm dead. I, I have absolutely no idea what their new nah, names are. I just, chance. No chance. I just know they're handing out smiley faces right now on, on NXT, which is <laughs> just a, two weeks they could have held off on that, and they would have been fine. Like, they would have been in a fatal four-way for the UK Tag Team Championship unification or whatever the word. He shaved his beard and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, shit. There's push-ups. Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah defeated Toxic Attraction. The Tejana bomb on JC Jane. Uh, I was going to make a whole thing that maybe Toxic got called up because it was a SmackDown nameplate. There was no real mention of NXT from what I heard. I was just wondering if they were officially caused uh, called up, but then when Sonya last night on Raw came out to challenge Bianca. It was a Raw name, but I just think they're just staying with the show that they're on. Anyway, they had this match because Toxic Attraction was supposed to wrestle Raquel and Aaliyah in the tournament, but then uh, there was an injury that really didn't last that long, because considering Toxic wrestled last week on on NXT as well, so it's... I guess it just was a 24-hour virus, I guess, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Street Profits and Hit Row defeated Maximum Male Models and Los Lotharios after a heavy hitter on Monsoir. Uh, Alpha Academy over from Raw. They were not happy that Braun Strowman interrupted their beatdown. Uh, interrupted and beat down everybody in the number one contenders match on Raw the week prior. So Braun interrupted them again. Eventually, power bombs from both of them. Braun Strowman is back. Um, 
Didn't see him last night. Maybe he's going to stick around on SmackDown. Who knows? But now uh, the number one contenders match was moved from Raw to SmackDown. I think maybe to avoid Strowman. Uh, but since Strowman didn't show up last night, who knows if he'll show up and just do this whole thing all over again. But we're going to try again with the number one uh, contenders match for the tag team championships this Friday on SmackDown. It's going to be the New Day, the Street Profits, Los Lotharios, Los Lotharios, and Alpha Academy. John Smith. Shoes, please. Shoes. Thank you. Shoes, please. Thank you. Um, I don't think we need to see the Street Profits versus the Usos again. Are you? This is for the um, for yeah, number one contendership, right? Yeah, we don't get the Usos. Yeah, so. Jeez. I'm going to go with Alpha Academy. All right. John um, This one's hard. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the New Day, I don't know why the New Day are even in this. They've been getting destroyed by the Vikings, so I don't know why they would be in a number one contender match. Uh, the Street Profits, yeah, if they wrestled the, the Usos again, again, it would be great, but we've seen it enough times and they're not getting the job done. And I'm sorry, but I continue to not care about Los Lotharios. Give me the Alphas going for the uh, unified titles. All right, I'm looking this up real quick. March 11th, 2022. So March 11th. Six so months that's ago. Six months? Yeah. Did he come back from a neck injury in six months? Is Big E due? Is Big E due back? Because like, now you have the Usos with Solo Sokola versus the New Day. Like, you just expanded this. To another level. Uh, now that Solo is involved, I think maybe not now. Maybe like Survivor Series, Biggie comes back to help them after the New Day tries and loses and tries again and loses, all because of Solo's helping. And one time Sandy helps. And then it's. Do you think Biggie comes back? I, I think we're getting New Day Nusos for the next couple months. And I think it's because Biggie is, is making his way back. It's. I've Man, never I... broken my neck before or had neck surgery, so I have absolutely no idea. I do know that you can come back from a pregnancy, though, Ronda Rowdy said, in four months. <laughs> well, I, not that uh, wrestlers aren't big, fat liars and don't lie to us all the time, but uh, the, I hope you are right, because just for the fact that I want to see Big E come back and return yeah. to competition. But I, I think the last time he gave an update, he was free to take off the brace and go about living his normal life. But not okay to start taking bumps again. So hopefully he's lying to us and he is practicing yeah. and taking bumps. And hopefully you are right because that would make me so happy to see him back and back to being the big E that we know and love. So now we make the going to about last night, the smooth transition from WWE to WWE. That wasn't actually is that smooth. I'll take yeah, that. That counts. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, let's get some red up here. There we go. That looks raw. There we go. Uh, Dom Mysterio gave a promo, getting a lot off his chest that's been built up while Rhea was standing by his side. Later, Rey Mysterio approached Dominic, begging Dom not to fight Edge and to try to mend the family. That didn't work. Ray, uh, Dominic wasn't even looking at him. Uh, and then John DeConi later in the night, Ray Mysterio pleading to Edge, father to father, don't fight Dom. 
Edge understood where Ray was coming from. Ray said it himself. He's a man now. So Edge is going to kick his ass. Yeah. So, you know, Edge basically said to him, like, somebody's got to do it because he's he's acting like a little, little dick. Uh, so it might as well be me because, you know, I won't go overboard, but someone's got to whoop his ass. And uh, he they went about doing exactly that for about 14. It was about a 14 and a half minute match, but uh, in less than four minutes, Rhea got involved. She chops out Edge's knee while he's out on the apron's edge there, and that's, of course, the knee that took a coup de gras to a steel chair last week. Uh, then by the uh, so Dom now takes over and he's working on that leg and starting to look like uh, you know uh, a big boy on his own there, uh, targeting a, a, a limb and going after it. And then at about the 14 minute mark, Edge now has taken back over and he's got Dom tied up between the top and middle rope. And it's about you know, it's payback time. This, this is where the little boy is going to get his comeuppance for being a real jerk the last couple of weeks. But Ray slides in again. Once again, he's begging for mercy for Dom to the point where Edge has to shove his buddy Ray. He shoves him kind of towards the corner. And even though Rhea, at the, for most of the match, was the only member of Judgment Day that was also out there, apparently Priest and Balor showed up because Damian Priest grabs Ray from outside drags him out and starts beating on him. Uh, Balor slides in and attacks Edge, causing a DQ. And afterwards, Ed, uh, Judgment Day beats the holy hell out of Edge and Ray. Uh, this time, using opening the chair, using it to put Edge's basically foot and ankle on it so that when Finn hits the coup de gras this time, he breaks Edge's leg. It, it looked nasty, obviously. I'm hopefully, God willing, they pulled it off properly because they are professionals. But, uh, yeah, Edge and Ray had a very bad night in the end. And uh, Judgment Day ended the show with all four of their arms in the air victoriously, including Dom. Uh, he is, you know, fully on board. He's got the T-shirt and all. Yep. I really thought that Ray was going to turn on Edge and join Judgment Day. I thought that was that would have been perfect because we've never seen him as a heel before. Yeah. No. Still have it. I said, Matt, he's like, all right, you know, Dom, Dom, this is what you want. I'll join you. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Dad, you're, now you're my shadow again. I'm going back to a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Connie, I, I was on an island last week. I thought it was, I was pretty confident about it, too. I was pretty <laughs> confident about that women's championship match, the tag team championship match. Boy, is my face red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, this, this seems to be uh, Raquel's gimmick. Her gimmick is she, you know, she wins titles, but she doesn't hold very long. No. Um, because uh, the damage control got added. Uh, kind Sky up against the uh, the women's tag champs, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. And this one, they gave this one some some go. This was 13 plus minutes. And Aaliyah even got some, uh, she got some stuff in. She, she hit a very nice springboard kind of face buster on Dakota. Uh, and looked like she might even get the one, two, three, but Bailey reached in and put Dakota's foot on the ropes. This made Raquel start to walk Bailey down, which brought EO uh, to the top buckle, and she hit her over the moonsault to the floor to wipe out uh, both. Uh, well, Raquel, she didn't really take out Bailey. Uh, and that left Dakota alone with Aaliyah. So at that point, it was no offense, Aaliyah, just a matter of time. 
And I know she's used this move before. I don't know if it ever got a name. Dakota hit what I can only describe as a Canadian destroyer into a backstabber. Yeah, that flipping backstabber. Yeah, yeah and it, it looked or something. It looked pretty pretty damn impressive. Uh, could have been a little smoother, but I think that might have been more on Aaliyah. Uh, but uh, they got the one, two, three, and Kai and Sky are your new women's tag team champs. Yeah, she was using that for as a finisher for a while in NXT. In NXT, then, uh, yeah. That finish, it wasn't wild. It wasn't, yeah. She wasn't winning, really winning a lot in NXT. <laughs> I, I, I heard a whole, uh, all right, I sure heard. I found a whole, uh, like, uh, Reddit discussion trying to name it, calling it the the Kai Knee DN Destroyer. Oh, no, no, no. Chiropractor. Uh, did it have it? It had a name. I think it was the chiropractor. Yeah, I knew okay. it was. It was a pun with her name, so I think that's yeah, what it yeah. Was. But it was the discussion was four years old, so it was before I think I was even paying attention to. to I, I think it was like the chiropractor. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, new tag team champions. I do believe now they are. Oh my god, I just saw it. I wanted to bring it up. I forget what it was. Is it, are we? Are, are, think we, are we up to twelve already? I think we're up to twelve. No, that was the pure title. Eleven. Was pure, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in it was. It's somewhere in there. Uh, Bianca Belair. Oh. Again, jumped out of my chair. This was the title we needed for Sonya Deville to join the Jersey Champions Club. It would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. Bianca Belair defeated Sonya Deville after the KOD to retain the Royal Women's Championship. Uh, Sonya still pissed that uh, Bianca called, Bianca was the reason why he called her a job um, as a WWE official. Uh, Post match, Bailey came out. Knowing that she's in Bianca's head after pinning her at the clash, Bailey and Bianca will get her match. Uh, Bailey said Bianca will get her uh, her match eventually with Bailey. They were then uh, attacked by Damage Control, which was again thwarted by Asuka and Alexa Bliss. So look for that tag team championship match to, to circle itself around at some point. Uh, John Smith, Johnny Wrestling is back. Great, great first opponent to put him against <laughs> there's nobody better that you if you want to show a new audience what johnny gargano can do you put him in the ring with chad gable yep. and chad already gave johnny a new nickname so he's not johnny wrestling anymore he's johnny shoosh <laughs> um he, he went to work on johnny's knee from like not right from the start but uh you know about a few minutes in, he hit a dragon screw while Johnny was tied up in the ropes. A, a leg dragon leg screw? I don't know. Dragon um, screw leg whip. Yeah, there you go. And, um, you know, it gets him in the ankle lock at one point. Johnny's got him in the Gargano escape, and then he switches it back to the leg lock, the ankle lock. Um, he had him up for, like, a razor's edge almost, but he didn't have him up. He was just on his shoulders and then flipped him down into a, a DDT. It was... That was freaking impressive. I, yeah, I Graves had a name for that too. Like it was like it was like a common move. Uh, I forget what he called it. Who? Graves. Okay. I didn't know. Like, oh, it was the song was so DDT. Like whoa. Okay. It was probably like a move. Graves, Graves ripping off Excalibur. A Graves creator wrestler on on WWE 2K22. That's was finishing probably. <laughs> Living vicariously. Um. So Johnny gets the win, and then Otis. Tries to get involved, and Johnny thwarts that and gives him the little chop on his way out of the out of the ring to get a little uh, second. Otis, so Johnny, Johnny wrestling with the it's the 
I forget the name of his DDT for the one, two, three. One, one final beat. beat. One final beat. Maybe I'll remember things one day, guys. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, you said he thwarted the attack from Otis, uh, walking back up the stage. I was like, oh, no, this isn't going to work out well. He's not getting out of the scot free. Here comes Theory. Cracks him in the back with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. So he laid out Theory. He goes into the ring. Uh, they take a commercial break. They come back from the commercial. Theory who stayed in the ring to gloat about ruining Gargano's moment. Interrupted by Kevin Owens, who shot another emotional promo, trying to motivate Theory into proving people wrong and living up to the potential Theory thinks he has. All went by the wayside as Theory will do things his way. So they started brawling. Um, I think they're going to have a match next week. I know John Connie, you confirmed it. I, I think they confirmed it. I, I might have missed that this morning when I rewatched it. But uh, hypothetically here, maybe not next Monday. John Smith, is, is Kevin Owens getting this Money in the Bank briefcase? Ooh, I never even thought of like, that. You take because now we're in a new regime. Theory was Vince's guy. Now Hunter's, you know, Kevin Owens is Luke Gallows kind of or Doc Gallows protected here. Um, do you just give because Owens is a prize for he's gonna want the titles? Is Owens doing this just to get the briefcase? I'd like to say yes, but at the same time. I'm also the guy that doesn't have Roman losing until next May, so I don't. That, that means that I think Austin, whoever has this briefcase, is going to lose it. But is going to yeah. lose their cash in, and I don't think that Kevin Owens would uh, ever sign up for that. So I think I think it stays with Theory. All right, John the County. Yeah, I'm so torn with this one because you know I've. I said theory is going to be a champion and yeah, th- this is, you know, this is a hell of a way to get him, you know, to have that. But man, I so want to see Kevin Owens with a title as well. Uh, yeah. I think maybe they have the match for it, but uh, um, theory finds some way to win it, you know, kind of heel tactics and holds on to it because I don't know if they still have any idea exactly what they're doing with these two titles. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a simple answer. Just combine those two into one. Here you go, Roman. That's SmackDown. We have a new tournament. We have a new title. Bring back, bring back the Goldie. That's a big. That's a big Hunter belt right there, right? Hunter loves that belt. There you go. Just celebrated the anniversary where Bischoff gave him that belt. <laughs> Greatest moment in wrestling history. Uh, almost defeated twin action in the handicap match. Uh, before the match, almost was in the back, walking into the ring. Walking, you know, towards the ring. Jimmy Smith had to mention Braun Strowman's name. Are they really going to feed Omos as Strowman first? Like, can we... I think this would be great for WrestleMania. This match would be, you know, you know, and Strowman's got, you know, Hogan Andre all over again. Uh, running power slam on Omos and a huge memorable WrestleMania moment. You can't do this now, right? You gotta... That's got to be a bill. A Rumble showdown into a WrestleMania match? I think that would be awesome. Now, I, think, I think Omos should win that match, though. I would love it if he did, too. I don't think he would, but I don't think you'd do it now. I don't think you Because if you do it now, now you're just feeding Omos to him. And you're just erasing everything Omos did the past two years or whatever, how long he's been around. I say um, team him up. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. How do you beat them? Honestly, how do you beat them? True. 
Seth Rollins opened the show asking our belief in karma. Riddle uh, says Riddle wants a rematch, but Seth isn't interested. He wants championship gold. Riddle came out anyways to attack Seth. Forwarded to the crowd past Tugboat, who was in attendance. I thought that was fun to see. And I haven't seen the big tugger in a while. Did anyone see that woman dressed as Tugboat? No. It was kind of hard to miss if you were watching it. Like that was. I saw the one dressed as Dusty. Or, or, or sapphire, if you will. Well, watch the video. It was. It was towards like. Uh, if, if, if we're looking at the ring right now, it's the the top. You know, the top right part of the screen. The woman just exactly like Bugbo. They must be. <laughs> anyway, very good cosplay. Uh, Seth eventually ran away, and as Riddle was about to chase the Judgment, they appeared. They offered Riddle a spot. Riddle, of course, declined. So Bal. Uh, then he hit Balor with a knee. And now they're wrestling. Finn Balor defeated Matt Riddle after Rollins interfered, allowing uh, Balor to hit the 1916 foul by the coup de grace. Post-match stomp by Rollins, who then screamed in Riddle's ear that it's over and move on. Later on in the show, Seth Rollins was backstage, claiming he's the face of Raw, as he did earlier in the show. Interrupted by Bobby Lashley, who disagreed because Lashley has the gold. Rollins said he'd gladly take the title off Lashley next week. Which Lashley gladly accepted and said, "Yeah, we'll fight about it." <coughs> Which did not look, you know, Rollins didn't look happy about that. But we have a United States Championship match: John Smith next Monday night on Raw. Bobby Lashley defending against Seth Rollins. The winner gets the United States Championship, a belt specifically made for Bobby Lashley, uh, and known as the face of Raw. So, well, Seth says he's done with Riddle, but I don't think Riddle is done with Seth. So I think that's going to be a factor in this match. And Bobby Lashley holds on to the belt. We need Bobby Lashley versus Gunther at Survivor Series. Do not mess this up, Hunter. John Connie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, if, if if this was inside of a steel cage or something like that, where it was legitimately just going to be uh, Bobby versus Seth, I might have some feelings one way or another, but I think Riddle gets involved and – Regardless of who wins by DQ or not by DQ, I think the belt goes home with Bobby. Uh, also, I forgot to put in my notes, and then just dawned on me now that Dexter Loomis is still stalking the Miz. Uh, apparently, they left for a premiere, and Dexter Loomis—I didn't see a babysitter either. So apparently, Dexter Loomis was inside a house with both Monroe and Madison Mizanin. I believe those girls are four and two, respectively. Yes, they are fighting. They are professional wrestlers, but that's about twenty years from now at WrestleMania sixty-four. Um. Yeah. Their cameramen were there. That's the babysitter. The cameramen were outside. Like that was Where was Maurice's mom? Isn't she always around? I guess maybe. I, you know what? I don't I should and I, I I believe you got to lose money on this question if it was asked on a game show. But no, I don't watch Miz and Misses, so I've absolutely no idea. How is that possible? Yeah, I know, right? Miz fan, I don't watch it. I know people that hate the Miz that watch it. <laughs> must see TV. I just I'm watching either I'm I'm falling asleep or I'm already asleep when it's on. Anyway, so that will do it. Fun week of wrestling. Let's hit that money making rock music that StreamYard loves to provide. StreamYard. There it is. So uh let's go to the raw roll-ups from this week. One Hit. One hit, one goddamn it. You can't say goddamn on the radio. Nah, I know what One roll up. But it's an important one. 
because not only did Brian Danielson advance in the tournament of champions against Hangman Adam Page, that extends the AEW's lead over Raw. Now they're up two. Wowzers. Unbelievable. Uh, see, it's the same as a, this, this has been not going anywhere. Actually, say, I shouldn't say that because uh, Wheeler Yuta got uh, he's now the title of Dan Wood. Woods is out with an injury. I don't know. Woods will be on SmackDown by him. And then uh, Miz and Tamina, that's just been the, the top of this. So, yeah. Like they're Don't not even sure. that the AEW Did you mute yourself out? Did I? Oh, no. never mind. Okay. I saw your lips moving, but I wouldn't hear it. Yeah, okay. No, I'm just saying, I hope they, uh, in case nobody heard me, I hope this January AEW roll up. Uh, the primetime rundown is back on its normal day and time. Where are we go. Uh, it's Joey Jarzaga, Ian Schreier, and Mike Zabel return to Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time with everything you need to know in the sports world. Uh, we gotta talk about it, John Smith. Okay, so real quick. Um, if you're the, did you watch the Titans-Giants game? I saw some of it, but then I turned it off because I don't like watching the Giants. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, watching the Giants, especially with them winning. But everyone's talking about, you know, the coach, oh my God, he went for two, he went for the win. Okay, great, good for the Giants. Great. What nobody is talking about, and I'm gonna, John, I'm gonna put you as head coach of the Tennessee Titans right now. You are Mike Frabel. Five minutes to go in the game. You're up by seven. Third and one. What do you do? You hand the ball to Derrick Henry. How about a tight end jet sweep? For a loss of four yards, the Titans had that game won. They learned nothing about the Seahawks' Super Bowl uh, loss to the Patriots, which I'm sure Vrabel paid close attention to, being a Patriot alumni. Trying to get cute at home against the shitty, t- crappy team, excuse me, and you end up losing to them, and you you were the number one seed last year in the AFC. Derrick Henry and he run a tight end jet sweep with a rookie. Wasn't I don't even know who this guy was. I have no idea. He was a rookie. Giants got the Titans deserve to lose that game. The Titans deserve to lose that game. Uh, unfortunately, that gives uh, the Essential Wrestling Podcast two losses uh, because that's who John Smith and I had in the Survivor Pool. John McConaughey he broke a tie here. Oh no. <sighs> Uh, Tyler Dell and Joe Jarzaga each picked uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Nicky Indiano, he won on a uh, last-minute field goal uh, with the New Orleans Saints. John the guy, trying to read the, the Astros on the bottom? Yeah, more importantly, uh, the Astros. Yeah, Joe Jarzaga is now a part of our team. He's, uh, he's playing the part of Eric Bischoff. Uh, jumping ship, turning NWO, joining the EWP, all while still running. The primetime rundown. So, uh, and then, yes, Nick Ar- uh, named me out of those actors. Uh, he had spoken out mom. So, that. so uh, Joey Jarzenka will be on our team. Uh, they did not lose at all. Uh, I mean, three teams picked the Colts, so they're 3-0-3. Uh, so they're in the lead right now for not having uh, as many losses as us. So that's on uh, me and John Smith. It's more on Mike Rabel for that horrendous call. Make it ice the game with five minutes left just by getting the ball to Derek. Trent Lorsico. 
Do you have an interest in becoming a sports reporter? Would you want to be asking high-profile coaches and players questions in person? Are you a college student looking to break into the sports media industry and looking to write about your favorite team? The Eastern Observer is looking for interested candidates to join the family for college credit. Look no further, aspiring writers, social media specialists, content creators, etc., can acquire, uh, excuse me, inquire by emailing eosports3 at gmail.com. We are looking forward to having you join the Eastern Observer family. <clears throat> the Black Cats NYC, the official band of the Eastern Observer, their album's free cake is out now on all of these music music providers wherever you get your music you can get the black cats nyc's album free cake it's out now quite loud as always the essential wrestling podcast is sponsored by pro wrestling uh, pro wrestling pick'em the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pool join us in the essential wrestling podcast public pool to play against us or create a private pool with you and your friends ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Join us back here next week for episode 120. Wow, 120 episodes. Uh, 5 p.m. on all of our viewing options. And while you're here now watching or listening on whatever platform you're watching or listening on, please make sure to like this episode and subscribe to Eastern Observer and the Essential Wrestling Podcast to make sure you get all the updates on all of our shows and news articles. It's all about the algorithm. Can't stress that enough. Please like, please share need help with the algorithm. Hashtags, we can't do it alone. <laughs> Down to County, anything before we get out of here? Hashtag, save us MJF. Save us MJF. <laughs> uh, getting back to the, uh, the, the football picks, if he has uh, pulled a Eric Bischoff, next time we see Joey Drusenka, he better run some soy sauce in his hair. Better be Jeff Black, baby. <laughs> yeah, he jumped ship. He Join the NWO, but he's still running WCW. So it's kind of like he jumped over because we're the winning team. And he sold out, went to the winning team. We still got her on the primetime rundown. John Smith, anything before we get out of here? Uh, in these types of survivor pools, ties are lost. So we're tied with them right now. I, don't know I, why I, I understand that, but it's a tie problem in this because a lot of people got eliminated on the Colts and the ones that beat you are in. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure, but they, you know what? It's just, it's, it's literally a tiebreaker. You know, like they, they had less losses, so they're winning. Right anyway, where am I? So that will do it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us, um, Alexa Bliss. We love you, Larry, Steve, forever in our hearts. Zia Brookside, we miss you. Can't wait to see you in Europe. John the County, take us home. Thanks for joining us, and as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. You're gorgeous. You, you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs>